Hey everybody, welcome to Evan Pending, the new Evan show, the pre-ending pending Evan show, where Evan just talks real quick. Um, can I still say hi? Yeah, you can still say hi. Hi guys, I'm Andy. I'm the usual host, but not the host of Evan Pending. I'm Ronnie. I'm always a not host, uh, but I guess still the not host of Evan Pending. It's hard to figure out these roles at this point. Yeah, well... I mean, what's actually happening is that I gotta go to bed here real, real quick. Sleepyhead Evan. Yeah, well, I, I have to go to California tomorrow very early in the morning for work. That's so far from us. That's very far. It's not very like... Very, that is on the literal other side of the country, almost as far as you can still physically be and be in the continental U.S. You're gonna be so far away from Trump. No. We, we're so close to him. Well, I mean, I guess physically, but he's still technically in charge. I mean, I mean his reach Ever still present. extends that far, but yeah. not in a shutdown, though, right? Uh, who knows? Anyway, who knows? Yeah, is he still in charge in a shut? Who knows? Um, anyway, topical humor: the government shut down. Uh, it's <laughs> not funny at all. It's no. not funny. Anyway, anyway, Let's I'm gonna take this episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk real quick about uh, selfie because I'm not gonna participate in the rest of the show, but. Um, what, what are we supposed to be feeling for these characters? What the heck? What are their moral compasses even? Like, everybody's just going every different direction. I don't get it. Um, I'm, I'm not feeling connected to this show, is, is what I'm getting at. Uh, there was a bit where Eliza was in, like, a coat, and she just, like, got naked in front of Henry. She cornered him in a hallway and just, like, exposed herself to him. And, like, that was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Like, that was so, so uncool. Like, if the genders had been reversed there, like, the police would have been called. I mean, they should have been. Like, that was, by definition, sexual assault. I don't know if we're supposed to be supporting Eliza anymore. I don't know what's happening uh, the characters' motivations and, like, personal boundaries and wants and feelings and goals are, like, all over the place. They just change from moment to moment. That was my overall impression of these three episodes that I watched fairly quickly and was very dissatisfied with. That's the Evan show. All right, well said. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Evan. Yeah, so I, I don't know that I have a, a lot to say. There were a couple of jokes that landed. That's all that I have to say that's mm-hmm. real good about the whole situation. I was real surprised that in this version they had uh, Karen Gillan kill the pug. I thought that was such a defining characteristic for Eggsy. And to, to change that for the remake uh, seems odd. In this version is like the pug, um, the her- fucking show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna ask: is like the the pug any sympathy that we have for her as a character? But yeah, the the show works. Yeah, the, just yeah, murdering the show. They just murdered the show all over the place. Wow. Okay. And I'm still confused as to whether we're talking about Star Trek or whether we're talking about Kingsman. Yeah, uh, this it, was a Kingsman it, joke. That Kingsman, was made thank just you, now. thank you. Yeah, yeah that thank was a Kingsman you. joke. Okay, well, yeah, I'm. Uh, you rolling out? Yeah, I'm gonna go to bed, guys. That was just the the few like shouty points that I had as I was watching that I needed to express to you. And this is why I created Evan Pending, so you guys can have ending pending. I hope now. you have a, a great trip. And if I yeah. was still a Baptist, I would say I'm going to pray that you have traveling mercies. What does that mean? It's just yeah, I don't even Baptist know what that means. Say. What is? You don't like you say that like habitually, but you don't actually like. Well, like what? praying for safety, like I think makes you a little bitch in the eyes of God. So you say that I, I pray that you have traveling mercies. But what does traveling mercies mean? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like a whole lot of what Baptists think right. they say. It's something you can say, and it's supposed to mean something to the other person, but you don't have to actually exhibit any care or feeling towards anybody. Yeah. Okay. Um, then you get to walk away feeling superior. Uh, there, Yeah, Ronnie just summed it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I pray but, that you have traveling mercies. But praying for safety is not cool? Like that's unacceptable to Baptists? Yeah, because suffering's a good thing. Suffering 
like brings but, you closer to God. But then why wouldn't you like, pray that I have a terrible trip? Be, yeah, fuck if I know. <laughs> All right, I don't understand Baptists. Uh, no. And this has been Evan Pending. Bye, right. guys. I'm Which, out. Bye. Oh, I guess he doesn't have a fun sign-off line, huh? And he's never doing Firefly. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. All right. Um, so now, now this is the ending pending part of the show, right? Yeah. All right. Ready? Okay. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm sure. gonna do the thing. Do the thing. Welcome to ending pending. I'm your host Andy, and I'm your second not host Ronnie. Still holding that down. This is a podcast where we talk about television shows that have only lasted for a single season. If you couldn't tell earlier, we are currently talking about the show Selfie. We watched four episodes for this week. Ronnie, what were the numbers of those episodes? That was seven, eight, nine, and ten. And it was exhausting. Um, this show is is still a thing, isn't it? It's still a thing. I've got a little bit of a, of a, of a secret. A secret that I'm keeping down in my heart that okay. I'm going to share with everybody later. Ooh, but, I'm excited. But it completely like cracked this show wide open for me. And the biggest part of that secret that I'm going to let you in on now, a little, little teaser, it's totally working now. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Don't want to give them too much too soon, but that's, that's where we're at. Uh, if you want, Andy, I can go ahead and break down these episodes. I'd love for you to, Ronald. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna do it very much in the Evan style, um, in a very short way of doing it. Um, okay. In episode seven, um, we meet, we get to really flesh out Henry's Uber girl, his Uber girl Julia, who is now his girlfriend, as we as we notice. Um, and Eliza's real jealous of her, and or like thinks that she's gonna be jealous of her. It's a weird like. It ends up fine, I guess. Um, in episode eight, it's Henry's birthday. Hooray. But he doesn't like birthday presents or parties. Boo. Um, and No uh, fun, Henry. Yeah. And um, what's her name? Eliza gets him tickets to a band that he used to like in college. And he's like, well, I don't like them anymore. But he totally still does. And that's really funny um, to see him really rock out a little bit. Um, but then she also throws a party at his house that he didn't know about, which is weird. Um, and he gets mad and, um, Which was like a pretty understandable thing to be mad about. It was. You were definitely supposed to side with Eliza there. But if I came home after a terrible date to a surprise party in my house, when like they broke in to get inside my house, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, we're definitely supposed to side with Eliza, and I do if that party is literally anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree. Yeah, in his house, it's just like, oh, cool. And and she, like, made it, like, a work party, so it was like the office was his house. It was a weird concept that, like, wouldn't land even if it was a good concept. Um, But it was a bad concept, bad idea. Eliza gets mad. Henry feels bad. You know, and we're here. Um, let's see, episode nine, Eliza gets really into her work. This is where we see Eliza's career kind of take a turn. Um, we see that Freddie is becoming kind of like a voice of reason for her. Um, Freddie was so great. Yeah. In that episode. He, He had jokes. He was interesting. Like, I was like, when did he become so fleshed out? Um, but... He, yeah, he's he's like a real, he's like a real life person all of a sudden. Um, and this is the episode, but in this same episode where he becomes fleshed out, this is where Eliza realizes that he's not for her in front of his parents. Oh, this is the worst. It was so bad. And she dumps him in front of his parents. Um, and like, there's a thing where like everyone's on their phone and she's not on her phone for the first time. And it's like. Oh, I see things clearly now. Now that someone who's not connected to technology, and she had to dump him. And this is what Evan was talking about earlier, where she is in the coat that Henry loaned her to make it into like a cute dress. Um, and she goes to return the coat, and he's like, "You can bring it to me tomorrow." And she's like, "No, I want to give it to you now." 
and she disrobes or discoats, I guess, in front of him as he takes the elevator downstairs. Did she know he was there? No, she shouldn't have. Like he, There was like a whole subplot about how one of the book club, which I have a note here that says, yay, book club, that one of the book club girls was into him, and he had to go like put that fire out. And so he was like in her building, not to see her, and she just happened to like pop in and be like, hey, here's my naked body. And he didn't know how to handle it, and she felt very proud of herself, which, as Evan said, super problematic and weird and like a strange, strange step for this show to take. Um, we then come into episode 10 where, um, we are going to do karaoke as a company, which I was very excited for like an all musical episode. Almost. I've been wait- they've been teasing it. Like every episode has been like, Ooh, we're going to do a song. We're going to break, t- we're do a full, uh, analysis of the song working for the weekend. And we're going to sing it like a barbershop quartet. Nothing will ever top the Buffy musical episode. It's no. so good, but the one on Flash was all right. I have not seen either of these, and it makes I've never seen Buffy at all, and I need to rectify that right away. Oh yeah, you would love Buffy. It's so and, cheesy and great. And I don't, and I must have just like stopped watching Flash right before the musical episode. It, I remember the hype building up to it. It's a Flash Supergirl team up episode, and uh. like. Those are always such positive and like affirming episodes, and the fact that they did the musical episode together was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So in in this non somewhat musical but pretty much non musical episode, um, Henry tries to decide what song he's going to sing. Is he going to sing Uptown Girl, which is the Julia, the Uber Girl parallel, or is he going to sing Holla Back Girl? Because he's like. I just feel like I like Holla Batgirl a little bit too much. And I'm like, don't we all? Don't we all, Henry? Um, we're supposed to really hate Henry and Julia's relationship at this point, which like is boring and very milk toast, but it never seemed like a bad relationship. Um, Eliza throws a lot of jabs at him like, oh, you just mad at me because your relationship's terrible. And it's like, it seems like it's going pretty well, actually. She was actually like, really supportive. She was like, yeah, like, you can leave to go help your friend. And, yeah. like, even though I don't like this band, I'm going to, like, stick it out and, like, right. come with you and try to have fun. Right. Um, Henry was pretty rude to her during the concert, so I do kind of get why she rolled out. Right. But uh, if I was her... I think I would have stuck it out and then had a conversation later. Absolutely. Like, I would have let him have his fun, and then later I would have been like, hey, like, babe, like, I know you were enjoying yourself, but you were kind of ignoring me and being rude to me. And they could have settled that later. But overall, I think, like, they had a pretty healthy relationship, all things considered. Yeah. Also, she's really cute. And yeah. the show kind of plays it up like, oh, she's androgynous and not attractive. And I'm like, no, right. that is the most attractive. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, you know, I th- hella I think queer. What, uh, so the, the way that the show tries to frame it is just like that they're the exact same person, which they are. Like, it, it you know, it's, it's definitely like a jelly and jelly situation. Um, and that's kind of what's supposed to make us feel like, oh, he needs different stuff in his life. But, like, I don't know. I didn't love Julia, and I didn't love their relationship because I just feel like he is, like, more fun when he's with Eliza. But that's not a reason to end a relationship. Um, so the whole conceit of it is that Eliza uh, says that by exposing herself, he should have known. That meant that she said she was falling in love with him when she was like, how was I supposed to know that? Which everyone was like, how was he supposed to know that? Um, and overall, too, I think like Freddie was a really great fit for Eliza. I feel like if she had had a conversation with him of like, I wish our relationship had more substance. Right. They could have. I really hate the idea that this show was reinforcing where it was like, oh, well, we're just not meant for each other. Like, even though we're great together, we're just not meant for each other. And I'm like, that's bullshit. No one is meant for anyone. All relationships take work. And if you are great with this person and it's currently not working, you have to have a talk and address it. 
to just right. be like, oh, like we're amazing, but we're just not right for each other. That's right. that's silly, and implies that there's like some sort of fate or destiny or something, and that's that's not how real life works. That's not how real relationships work. So I was kind of right. bummed that that was like the catalyst for them breaking up. Well, the episode, like the whole conceit of the episode, the beginning of the episode is that you know their relationship is maturing. That like they didn't have sex one night and it was like, Oh, well it's because you're like, your relationship is built on more than just sex now. And like the response to that is like, Oh, I need something with more substance. I need to get rid of this. It's like, that's not, that's not the point we're going out on here. That's not the trip we're taking. Where are you coming from at all? Um, the episode 10, our final episode ends with basically, um, a really like good final scene. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it ends with Henry telling Eliza that like, it's not going to happen after like Julia can like catches them, like talking about Eliza's feelings. You know, he comes and confronts Eliza and says, it's not going to happen that Julia's waiting downstairs. And she's like, no, he's not. No, she's not, you know, take me home, whatever. And he's like, no, you're drunk. I'm leaving and I'm going with Julia. And so then she sings a version of uh, Chandelier by Sia, which yeah. was like really well done um, that played into like into the actual version of Chandelier where she just gets uh, drunk. And it's like a, a time lapse montage from her from like somebody watching her's point of view. And you see her getting drunk and socializing and having fun and then going back to Freddy and eventually sleeping with Freddy. Um, but it was just like two like Sia's like chandelier and it's like very like very bold but very understated. And like it was cinematography, cinematography wise and also just like in general of like writing and stuff like that. It was a good way for her to go out. Uh, it was just a good way for her to kind of tra- make that transition from like falling all over Henry to like going back to nope, this is not my life. I'm supposed to be, you know, this crazy party girl. That um, that scene was like really evocative and yeah. easily the best filming I, I feel yeah. like the show's ever had. Uh, I completely agree with you. The cinematography was really great there, and. Like, in the middle of it, Evan looked at me and was like, this girl really needs a therapist. Yeah. Which is something we've said a lot while watching this show. Like, she's kind of using Henry as her therapist, and he's not a therapist. He's a coworker. Um, And if she was (laughs) talking to a professional, she'd probably have her her shit much better nailed down. Yeah. But, like, that scene was so hard-hitting. It was just like... This girl's hitting rock bottom right now and right. really needs to talk to someone. She has real depend. I mean, the, the conceit of the episode where she uh, tries to sabotage the first episode in our series where she tries to sabotage the relationship between Henry and Julia is not because she's jealous. It's because she's like, oh, you know, you're not going to spend as much time with me. Like, I need help. Like, I need this figured out. Like, maybe that's the the like the startings of her falling in love. But it's more just like oh no, there's this one person that I can talk to about stuff and now I don't have that person and I have no one else and I need somebody, please somebody help me. And it's just like, you need a lot more than just Henry Higgs, Miss Eliza. And like, it is a shame because I I do feel like her and Henry could have a good friendship or maybe even a good relationship if they talked through their issues more and better because they both clearly have issues but right now they're both really unhealthy for each other yeah and overall i do feel like the people they're both currently with were pretty healthy for each other like i do think henry and the doctor had a pretty strong relationship we're not supposed to think they are like the show goes out of their way to be like oh she's bad for you but right. I think she's actually really great for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Freddie is actually really great for Eliza. It's uh, it's just a shame that, like, they're not willing to talk about their problems to each other. Yeah. I guess that wouldn't be good television, though. 
No. No. I mean, it could. Like, you just have to, like, try harder and, like, change up the format a little bit. Like, it's not as if this, like, will they, won't they thing is the only thing that television has. Um, but, so we... My so so here's the thing. This is a really unconventional episode of Ending Pending, considering it started with about five minutes of Evan Pending. Um, and my bit, I don't know how much I'm gonna have to say about my likes or dislikes. I just have like a theory about like the source material and how it relates to this. So I don't know if you just want to keep on riffing or if you want to give uh, your uh, what's working and what's not working. I mean. It's it's really all just the same stuff that worked yeah. for me before. Like I continue to love the CEO. Uh, mm-hmm. Like anytime he's on screen, I laugh more than yeah. any other time watching this show. Like I, I don't laugh much at this show, but anytime he's on screen, like it pulls out some chuckles. Yeah. Uh, I continue to find both John Show and Karen Gillan compelling, despite. The material being very weak. Right. John Cho at the concert was totally enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the doctor girlfriend. Yeah, um, she's she's nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think the actress is the... I think the actress is doing a stand-up job with a very small role. And a role that's supposed to be very unlikable. Uh, yeah. She's written to be very annoying and very unlikable. And she sells it. And I find her very, very likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a joke that Freddie had where he and, and uh, Karen are looking at their phones like in bed at Twitter and he's just like why would you like it when you could retweet it what is like what is this <laughs> like uh, he says something like you gotta grow a pair or man up or whatever and one who has not yelled that at their phone whether it be yeah. Tumblr or Twitter or Instagram, like whatever it is, to be like, why would you just favorite it when you could share it? Come on. <laughs> and then, like, there's a pause, and he's like, damn it, mom. And, like, I <laughs> I died. Like, that was the best joke this show has yeah. had yet. That yeah. was, like, I wanted to stand up and clap. Like, that was yeah. so funny. Uh, which And then, like, later, I think it's in the same episode, um, he does his bit about um all of his friends and he's like yeah i've got um all the all the cats right right he's like it's like i got fluffy and and snuffles they're they're having a club opening and a lot bandit and bramble pal yeah it was like why why do all your friends sound like cat names he's like oh they really do and he's like i gotta you know sorry gotta go meet heathcliff and garfield and she kind of laughs and he's like no but seriously like uh and then he what does he say he said, "Oh, he says uh, Sylvester and Azriel are waiting for me." <laughs> One, like, I want to hang out with all of Freddie's friends. Yes. Uh, the aristocrats I, sound great. I, I want like, what if they're just all cats? What if all of Freddie's <laughs> friends are actually just like he goes down? That's to the why he's Instagram society. famous. Yeah, and he's got a bunch of kitties, hot guys, and cats. Ah, into it, into it. Yeah, he was, he was, he was super likable, which is like what. This he was not fleshed out before this point as being this, someone that I was rooting for. This chunk of episodes made Freddie really compelling and likable, and then Eliza dumps him uh, in right. the worst way ever. And oh, it also so made bad. the doctor I felt like really likable, and then they yeah. like got rid of her too. And I was just like, man, this show. As much like as we it, rag on it, because mm-hmm. it is very poorly written and directed, yes. um, has really compelling characters, like yeah. really great side characters. And and so here here's a bit. Um, there is a part where Charmonique is hanging out with Eliza and giving her advice on how to deal with the Henry thing um, and how to like make it better and make things easier. And Bryn from the book club walks in. And there is a running bit about how, like, uh, Charmonique and Bryn disagree about something and then, like, violently assault each other. Like, get into a fight and we just see the aftermath of, like, Bryn with a ice pack on her head and, like, Charmonique with, like, scratches on her face. And it happens, like, three or four times. And I'm e- wondering how you felt about it. Each time it fans back to them, they're like... 
significantly more injured. Right. And there's yeah. like more things broken. Right. And and then like the the scene ends with like them getting ready to disagree about something else and them just kind of like sitting forwards in their seats and ready to like attack each other. Um So like I thought the bit was very funny in yeah. that like it never showed them actually fight. It uh-huh. just like would cut back and there's now more injuries and it's right, implied right. that they had another scuffle. But then they've like patched it up immediately and are like having tea with each other before they get into it again. I I felt like the joke was overall funny. I don't think it worked for those two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like Charmonique has consistently been the adult of the show, right? Right. And so to have her like having a tussle was it felt really out of character. Like going back to Evan's point, like none of these characters seem to have a consistent moral compass. And so mm-hmm. I felt like it was really out of character for Charmonique to be the one, like, having fisticuffs. Yeah. Um, but, like, besides that, I thought it was a, a pretty solid goof. Yeah. That, like, it never showed them fighting. It just showed mm-hmm. them more and more hurt. Like, that's yeah. that's a pretty funny bit. But uh, the entire time I was like, why is Charmonique fighting this girl? Like, Charmonique is, like, the mature person. Right. Um... Also, bit- I just want to bring up the, uh, an unofficial word for our sponsors. I'm drinking Mountain Gay bourbon right now, and it is mm. just hitting me. I didn't know Mount Gay made bourbon. I thought they just did rum. Uh, it might be rum. It, I feel like it's <laughs> bourbon. Though. It tastes like bourbon. It's real good, though. Uh, I'm going to assume that is at least your third Mount Gay rum slash bourbon. But my problem is I drink it straight. Like I don't, I don't mix good, sure, good alcohol. So it's, it's been one, but it's been a big one. Sure, sure. Nice tall glass of peach mm. tea. It is all gone now. Uh, <laughs> unofficial word from our sponsors, though. Ending pending brought to you by Mountain Gay Whiskey or Rum or Bourbon, whatever it is. Anywho, <laughs> Mount Gay Liquor. Mount Gay Liquor. But uh, no. the, the last thing I have that's like a, a, a fun positive thing is at the beginning of episode eight... Um, she is, Eliza is carried out of somewhere. I don't know if it's in like a flashback or if it's present day. Uh, but she screams, I am an American citizen and I am on American soil. And and then she gets carried out, which I thought was just fun because, uh, Karen Gillan is, is decidedly not American. She's, she's a Brit. And and that had to have been a fun line for her to, for her to shout. And it was still pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a good joke. Mm-hmm. So that is that is the end of my like riff on this. If you would like, I can I can start launching into my theory time. Hit me with that theory, dude. Okay, so so I'm gonna pause it and see if you agree. Um, one of the things that like we talked about earlier, how Julia is like you know very consistent. She is like kind of a little boring, a little milk toast, but she's the same person. Henry's character is all over the place he is a overly logic romantic who doesn't pick up on basic clues but understands enough about what the general public wants to be an executive marketing professional at a pharmaceutical company like he is when he's with sam he's like very like no sir that's not gonna work that's not but when he's with anyone else he's like i just don't all i understand are are the normal things of robots and 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 logic he sometimes is really like, you know, understanding, and other times he's just completely obtuse. Um, and it's hard to pin like what he is. Like, if he was logical, we would understand some of this stuff. But is he dumb? Like, is he just like willfully, willfully ignorant? Um, so I was trying to like parse some of that, and at the same time, I was trying to like really connect the dots on who like the uh, parallels that can be drawn to the original source material. So that goes back to My Fair Lady, that goes place, goes back to the play Pygmalion and the Greek tragedy Pygmalion. So I'm going to get a little bit deep in the weeds for a second while I explain this. All right, I am excited. So Go into those weeds Pokemon style. I'm here. I'll take it all the way back to its simplest form, Pygmalion. Pygmalion is a sculptor. I believe Pygmalion is a sculptor. Pygmalion might be the sculpture. I'm not sure. Google it. I'm not going to. Go ahead, Greek mythology nerds. So Pygmalion can't figure it out with women. Just doesn't do a good job. 
sculpts the most beautiful woman that he can. And it's just a sculpture. But he's in love with his sculpture. And then goes to the festival of Aphrodite and prays that she would send him a woman. And he goes back home and kisses the statue like he always does. But the statue is real now. And it's and it's his love. And every, it's all happily ever after. Um, so My Fair Lady very much borrows from this idea of like, you, if, if the world doesn't seem to be made for you, you can create a partner for yourself out of what is in front of you. And My Fair Lady does a much better job of being like, hey, that's not great. That's, that's gross uh, than the original Greek original greek myth does um so then taking it forward you have eliza doolittle who is uh confronted by henry higgins he says that he can make her a better person because he he can make her speak well and that's the difference between good people and bad people is if they're able to speak proper english or not um, she eventually comes to him to try and advance her career. Things get out of hand. She doesn't like him anymore. She leaves. She falls for Freddy. She falls for Freddy, kind of. She doesn't really. And runs away with him. And then eventually comes back. And it's like amb- always ambiguous as to whether or not Henry Higgins and Eliza gets back together. So, in light of all that, I'm like trying to like connect the dots. Because Julia comes into play and i'm like well henry is never really able to create eliza Dooley, you know karen gillen into being what he wants her to be she's always like just like spurning him and like no i'm gonna do it my way and so it's like it's not a you know perfect parallel but then julia comes in i'm like well julia is the statue he found exactly what he was looking for he was able to craft you know a person in his image and, you know, Eliza can go off. But then it's like, well, how does that work? You know, the way that I looked at it was like that Eliza is also trying to change Henry. Eliza wants Henry to be more like her, whereas Henry wants Eliza to be more like Julia. And none of it's really landing, none of it's falling. And then it blows my mind when I realize that Henry is Eliza Doolittle. It's a complete flippity-flop. Henry's character is all over the place, as we said. All scattered all over the place. Mm-hmm. When, Eliza, when Eliza comes to him and says, change me, he, I, I think that he sees that as an opportunity to change himself because he's looking for himself. He's successful. He's unhappy, though, and he spends all his time working. He's looking for a person that he can be. He sees, oh, if I spend more time with Eliza, maybe I can learn stuff from her on the DL about how I can be different. So he is coming to her saying, like, she says, change me, but he's hearing I can be changed. We'd never see Eliza's life change in any kind of demonstrable way. You know, she... she, Yeah, she's consistently stated who she is. Right, right. Her relationship with Freddie, like, changes a little bit, but it's still the same relationship. Whereas Henry... We see his, like, worldview change. We see, like, things open up for him. We see him get a promotion because of Eliza's influence in his life. Um, we see all these things snowball and change. And then he kind of turns away from Eliza. We, in this sense, Eliza turns away from Henry Higgins and finds Julia or Freddie. And kind of gallivants off with Julia and enjoys that relationship because that's the the natural pairing for him. That's what he that's what he thinks he should want. He wants uptown girl. He doesn't want holler back girl. Can I interrupt you real quick? Absolutely. You are the meme of Charlie Day with all the strings <laughs> in the mailroom. Yes. Yes. You can continue now. You should see my notes. I have literally I, I have I have one page for each episode of like likes and dislikes, and I literally have like a diagram of Henry drawn out with like a little vest and bow tie. Oh wow! And, and like little little plots and like so so now where we stand, he has done the part where he you know Eliza, you know is ready to to commit to a life with Freddie. And Henry, who is... It gets real confusing. I wish they, like, changed the names a little bit. Um, But Henry Higgins or Karen Gillan is like, you'll never do better than me. It's not... 
don't even bother. And John Cho, Eliza Doolittle, is saying, I have to go. You're being ridiculous and terrible. So it, like, changes the whole dynamic of who we're supposed to be rooting for. We're certainly supposed to be rooting for John Cho in this sense. We're definitely supposed to be like, you know, John Cho's going to figure it out. You know, he shouldn't end up with Eliza because she just treats him poorly. Um, Julia's good for him, but, like, she's also not ideal in, in with this new person he wants to become. Um I just see like the the character shift in John Cho is far more dynamic than it would be for someone who's just like a teacher, for someone who is just like a an instructor, um, especially when his student Karen Gillan is so one dimensional and so like stuck in her ways, like it, she doesn't change much at all. He changes fairly dramatically. Um, as he kind of tries to find himself and uses her her teaching, her guidance, without her knowing it, to to open horizons up for him that previously were, you know, not available. Even in that one episode where he finds his ex-girlfriend, he finds her through Facebook, which is an avenue that would not have been present in his life if Eliza wasn't there. Like, he, he is constantly growing and learning more about how to make himself a better person. Um, and eventually he's just going to get to the end where he's just like, Eliza... Thanks, thanks, but I'm out of here. I'm going to go live my best life. Maybe you should try it. Um, it's, it's, it's way more coherent if you, if you know, like, My Fair Lady and stuff like that. But that's the gist, is that Henry is the one who is trying to change and become better, not Eliza. Uh, she is the teacher, even though she doesn't know she's being it. I I see your theory. I don't mm-hmm. think that that is what the writers intended, but that is what is so fun about fan theories mm-hmm. is that you're taking something that is either a hole in the writing or a flaw in the writing and trying to explain it with your own logic. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to say you are wrong. I personally did not take the show that way. Um my personal fan theory is that we have an unreliable narrator and Mm. that this is all Eliza's perspective. Sure. And so when Henry does something that is like, or really any of the characters do something that is drastically out of character or doesn't make sense, it's because it's all from Eliza's perspective and uh, she's either misinterpreting or misremembering something. That's valid. That's valid. And that leads to a really interesting season two where we like realize that all of this has been just like a stream of conscious like Facebook post. <laughs> and she's just and, vague like, booking about someone. Right. And like season two is just everyone being like, what are you like? I was not like this at all. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so like I, I see your fan theory. I dig it. It's not the one I subscribe to. I'm subscribing sure. to Unreliable Narrator. But I very much enjoy all the thought you put into that. Thank you. I mean, it was literally like it, it, it like took over my brain for like the, the entire end of the episodes. I firmly subscribe to this. Eliza is the unknowing teacher to uh, John Cho's uh, willing and 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 uh, frustrated student in light of that, which is like this is wild. This does not make sense. This should not be why I make this decision. Um but I'm really excited to see these next three episodes in light of this fan theory. It's working for me. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I, I don't. And that's the thing. I don't know if like if the show is working or if my interpretation of the show is working. But at the end of the day, does it matter? I'm still very excited to see the next three episodes and see how it plays out far more than I was before. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm like I'm on board. Like it's it's working. I I I speak for myself and I think I speak for Evan when I say it's not it's not yeah. working still. I get um, it. I absolutely get for, it. For for me it's getting closer. Like I've definitely enjoyed bits and pieces of the show more. Like I said, anytime the CEO is on screen, like I have a good chuckle. Um mm-hmm. I, I the really, supporting cast is untouchable. It's oh my goodness, amazing. yeah. And and like I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff from Freddie. 
but I can't get behind the show's message. And the show's message seems to like really be about how millennial culture is flawed and technology mm-hmm. is bad and scary. And I, I like I can't get on board for that. Like Eliza walking through the restaurant and seeing everyone's on their phones and having this sort of like weird realization that technology is evil and wrong. And that's why she's got to dump Freddy. Like, no, I don't, I don't buy that. Yeah. Technology, if anything, brings us closer together and is a huge asset. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole idea the- of like, oh, well, like, even though Freddy and I are perfect for each other, we're not meant for each other. So I got to dump him. Like, I don't get right. on board for that either. So while I can find certain characters really entertaining and certain jokes really funny. Overall, the show still isn't working for me, and right. Evan would be even harsher than me. I don't think Evan no, has I, enjoyed I anything. It. Evan, Evan, I feel like Evan would have like stopped my theory halfway through and been like, "This is nonsense. This show is bad." <laughs> um, yeah, I, and 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 the idea that this show would not be working if I did not have a very strong working knowledge of the source material is an indictment on the show, but it still means that it's working for me. Like that's it's it's I'm not saying that this show is is good or or that I would even that I would even recommend it to most people because most people that I know don't have this knowledge that I have. Um, But for my singular self, it is working because I've seen my fair lady a couple of times, which is not good. You should not mark you make your entertainment geared specifically towards people who have seen a totally different genre of entertainment. Um, or a specific, you know, show of a different genre of entertainment. Uh, but that's where it is. For me, it's working. And I understand that it's not. And it, it might, overall, it might not, still might not work in the grand scheme. I we might find out next week. Like, I don't think we talked about negatives. Like, did you have any besides what we've already talked about? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's. It's all the I same mean, shit? It's the same. And, and that's, I mean, that, that that's a, 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 you know, an indictment on my review of it. It's just like. It's not a very good show. Like, like the, it's the 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 note like the the episode eight, seven, eight, nine, and all of them. Like ten ended really well. Was was amazing cinematography. Was amazing writing. Was amazing way of like really every, punching through. Every television show should have like a really fan fictiony episode where the characters have to sing karaoke. Yeah, that like shows where their character arc is at that time mm-hmm. like every yeah. every tv show should have that episode yeah like star trek the next generation i'm watching it through for the first time right now it needs that episode mm-hmm. arrow and the flash need that episode game of thrones could really use that episode could you imagine a game of thrones breaking bad could have used that episode sons of anarchy could have used that episode mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. every show reality shows could use it too like survivor oh, that would be great i love survivor every season needs like one episode where the castaways sing karaoke yeah but yeah the show the show is fucking garbage which is again a shame i i it's so close it's so close to being almost good mm-hmm um, yeah, the the issues. I guess that's the thing. The issues that I have with the episodes that are not the end of episode ten are just that they were the same issues I had with like five every and six. single episode. They were just so far. they're just nothing. They're just nothing. There's nothing there. There's a little bit like you could you could have condensed episode seven, eight, and nine into one episode, and you know, and it would have been gotten the same message across probably would have been better and maybe that's what we're coming up against is like this half hour structure forces these like nothing episodes just to get a small point across whereas like when they have an hour you can do a lot more and not have to like add so much filler so i don't know i don't know because i feel like community which is like or brooklyn that's true or brooklyn Brooklyn 99 is certainly a better i think (laughs) bob's Bob's Burger, it, I, I don't think that Selfie is trying to be a straight up and down, you know, three joke a page comedy the way Bob's Burgers and, well, and Community No, but is. like those characters learned and grew and like yes. experienced yeah. more in their half hours than anyone on Selfie does. Right. No, definitely. 
Yeah. It, so it's, I don't think it's the fact that it's 22 minutes. I think it's just no. that like. Well, it's 22 minutes and writers who don't know what to do with that 22 minutes. Yeah. It's just really bad writing. Yeah. And probably some bad direction. Although I feel like the directors are kind of like getting stuff out of the actors. Like the actors are great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's and I think thing. that's I, we, why it's so close to almost being a good show is like the actors are phenomenal and the characters are are fun it's just that the writing doesn't know what to do and the writing is also consistently like sending home a bad thesis a bad message which is you know anti-millennial anti-technology anti-feminist yeah drivel which again like my mind is kind of blown that i have so many friends who were like no selfie's great like you you'll i want to get i want i want to get somebody like that on to explain why to see if it's just like because it's been a couple years and it was like fun at the time or if it if there's honestly something about it that we're missing i might i might talk to some people and be like hey what did you like about selfie yeah even if you could just like record it or like get their um get their words written down or something like that um yeah, there's, there's, I, I feel, there's something I that feel we're missing. Like we've we have been to be so something. negative about this show, though, that no one's going to want to come on the show and defend Selfie. No, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. I, I mean, I, I will be. I'll extend the olive branch. I, this show's working for me right now, so I'll defend you against these mean jerks over on the other side of the of the I microphones. Know. I don't know. I might just have to like Facebook some people and be like, "What did you like about Selfie?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, next week, I'm definitely gonna like read. Once I've finished the season, I'm gonna read a lot of the reviews that I've been like holding off on because I don't want spoilers. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we can just pull some Amazon reviews too. Yeah, or something. And, honestly, that might just be the show next week because like I don't think any like unless something dramatically changes, there's it's gonna be the same like you know this is bad. This is this was a good moment, but not overall very good. And I'm going to be like, but my theory, but my theory worked. Marty, listen, Marty. Um, but yeah, maybe that's, we just like discuss some of the articles that have been written about it and like, see what they saw or what they didn't see along with us. Um, yeah. think, I think that's, think that's all she wrote as far as selfie goes. Do you have anything else to add? No, no, I don't think so. It's It's been a bit of a bummer. I'm really looking forward to fucking dinosaurs, man. Like, dinosaurs yeah. and time travel, like... Well, I think we can... This is the episode where we usually do. We can officially say uh, next, se- next season on season... Is it season five already? It is. Oh, my goodness. On season five of Ending Pending, starting not this week, but the following week, we will be watching Terra Nova. I'm super stoked. I need a palate cleanse. And uh, I think Terra Nova is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think people will also enjoy Terra Nova. We we tried something a little bit different with Selfie to go outside of our comfort zone. And I don't think it's resonated with people the way that we want it to. It certainly has not resonated with us, so we can't expect it to resonate with our audience as well. Um, But we're going to get back on that that good, good uh, sci-fi train with some time-traveling dinosaurs. I feel like I caught one or two episodes on TV when it aired, but like I didn't keep up with it. I don't. Gotcha. I don't think I watched much. I definitely saw some trailers when it was originally out. Maybe I, I only saw trailers too. I don't know. <laughs> well, it'll be fun to watch all together. Um, so that's Terra Nova. That's what we do in that. Not not next week, but the following week. So this episode is going to come out the twenty fourth. Then our finale will come out the thirty first of January. We're going to start. February 7th is going to be our first episode of Terra Nova, so look forward to that. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, we have no housekeeping this week. Um, Please, please send us some iTunes reviews. We have been very dry for quite a while. Um, For real, that that shit keeps us going. And uh, even if you've already sent us an iTunes review, like an email, (laughs) like like an email, like means so much to us to know that people want to talk to us and interact with us. Yeah, let me know. Like, like, let us know about our theories if you got that far in the episode. If you if you got this far, I guess you got that far. Um, let us know about your theories. Um, let us know 
how much you disliked watch us watching selfies so we can like really curate our content to better serve our audience. Um, our email address is pendingpod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at pendingpod, on Facebook at ending pending, and we're on Instagram at ending pending. Um, on iTunes, um, just search ending pending. Also, maybe tell a friend. Yeah, the tell a friend. There, my brother, my brother and me is a podcast that I I, I very much love, and I, I could even go so far as to like say it like had a positive impact on my life. And I would not know about that podcast if a friend didn't tell me about it. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not saying that we are anywhere close to my brother, my brother and me, but I think we got a pretty pretty solid thing going here. Sure, and sure. Maybe tell a friend about it if you enjoy it. Yeah, um, uh, so by all means, please, please help us out with that so we can continue making the good, good content that you guys like. Um, one of the things that we're going to be doing in the next couple of weeks is really trying to pin down a intro song uh, and an intro and outro theme. Uh, and I've got some ideas. We've got some ideas brewing. Um, and we're going to have to like weaponize our fan base to go after these artists to be like, Hey, have you heard about this ending pending show? They want to use your song such and such. So why don't you reach back out to them? Um, I, I kind of want you guys to be annoying about it. Um, as Ideally, much as you're yeah, yeah. Like so, so we'll we'll uh, we'll give you our, your your marching orders for that uh, very soon um, as we as we try and decide some of that stuff. And so that that's selfie. So next week we're going to be watching episodes 11, 12, and thirteen, and then we can put selfie. We could be done with it. We could be all, all done with it. Thank um, God. Yeah, and then we'll be doing Terra Nova after that. Um, and after that, I was thinking that maybe we could do Freaks and Geeks. Ooh, you see, the problem is, Ronnie, we're never doing Freaks and Geeks. What? 